You're now listening to a Binge Bull Brain podcast, the show that teaches simple neuroscience-based strategies to ending binge eating, overeating, and emotional eating through the inside-out understanding of your habits. I'm Natalia, your host, and I'm here to help you create wellness without the obsession. Let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Binge Proof Brain podcast. Today I'm coming to you straight from Poland. I mean, the moment you listen to this podcast episode, it's possible that I've already came back to the Netherlands. Uh, However, it's important for you to know that right now, the moment I'm recording, I'm in Poland. And in a second, I'm going to explain to you exactly where I am, at what time. But first, I wanted to apologize because I'm recording on my phone. So it means that the quality of today's podcast might be uh, lower, uh, but in the next podcast episode, you know, we are going to come back to the regular quality of audio. So I'm in Poland and it's almost midnight and I want to talk about something ridiculous (laughs) and I believe that we can all learn from it. Okay, so what's the situation that prompted uh, recording this episode, this emergency recording in the middle of the night and also recording on my phone? Well, I'm afraid to fall asleep. (laughs) You know what? I don't even know how to talk about it. So the thing is that for the next two weeks, I'm going to spend them house-sitting my sister's house. And the house is located um, on the countryside. So I have some neighbors, but the nearest neighbor is like 300 meters from here. So I'm sleeping on a couch in the living room and it's a huge living room because there's also open kitchen and, and dining room. And also this room doesn't have curtains, no roller blinds. So, you know, so I can, I can see the moon lying uh, in bed. And I'm also alone in this house. And I'm just about to go to sleep. Well, I was just about to go to sleep. I closed my eyes. I put my eye mask on. And all of a sudden, all intrusive thoughts popped into my mind. And they weren't, you know, my regular anxiety-provoking thoughts, but all the scary thoughts (laughs) about all the scary things that can happen. So what types of thoughts I just experienced? For example, the thoughts that somebody may try to break into the house. Maybe somebody observes me through the window because they could be in the garden. And I also had a lot of thoughts about, oh my God, what is this sound? You know, houses make sounds. They have many like um, electrical appliances and they make some random sounds. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big house and it makes random sounds. And every time, you know, I have my eye closed, I have to like get into the upright position and just take my mask off and just look around the room to make sure that I'm still alone (laughs) in the room. (laughs) So basically, when my eyes are closed, I believe that all things are possible. (laughs) Things that I don't even believe in, in the daylight. For example, I have thoughts that, you know, what if some ghosts will come to see me? (laughs) You know, all of a sudden, 
all villains from X-Files are alive and they may also visit me. <laughs> what if UFO lands and also visits the house? <laughs> A couple of weeks ago, we watched together uh, Stranger Things. So now I'm afraid that Vecna will come and see me. <laughs> so I'm lying here trying to fall asleep, knowing that none of those things exist. But I'm still afraid, you know? <laughs> And what's so strange about it is that I never have these kind of thoughts when I'm sleeping alone in a familiar place. I never have these kind of thoughts when I'm sleeping with someone in the house in the unfamiliar place. So I only have these kind of thoughts when two conditions are fulfilled. And those two conditions are I'm alone in a house and I'm sleeping in a new place. And I know that all of it is ridiculous because during daylight, obviously, I don't believe in monsters, ghosts and stuff like that. <laughs> But in the evening, when lights are off, I, I'm just afraid. You know, when the lights are on, I'm not even that afraid that someone could break in. You know, I'm doing my evening routine. Everything is fine. I'm calm and I'm just happy that I will go to sleep and I will get a great sleep. However, when I lie down, I turn the lights off. My brain goes crazy coming up with all of those, all of those ridiculous possible scenarios that could happen. <laughs> Five minutes ago, I was totally fine. I mean, more like half an hour because I've been lying in bed for, you know, um, for like half an hour <laughs> having all of those thoughts. So again, half an hour ago, I was totally fine. And now I'm in bed full of fear. And I feel very vulnerable telling you about it because you know what? I'm almost 30 and it seems like my brain at night is still afraid of monsters. <laughs> How does it sound? I mean, laugh however much you want. Uh, I'm sure that my brain, of course, will settle within the next couple of days. And I will have probably a couple of rough nights. Um, but then sun will wake me up uh, around five o'clock and I'm going to be a happy human being. I know that because the similar situation happened two years ago when I also visited Poland and I was also house-sitting um, house uh, different houses. <laughs> so why am I telling you all of this? Well, um, I just think that it's beneficial for you. You know, I believe that we all get scared of our own thoughts. We allow our thoughts to cause, you know, higher heartbeat, release of adrenaline and so on. But the truth is that there is no real difference between thoughts like aliens will come and get me tonight versus if I buy a liter of uh, ice creams, I will eat it all in one sitting versus I will never recover from binge eating and I will die alone morbidly obese. It's all made up. So those thoughts can hurt you to the extent you believe in them. So it's a good idea to accept that all sentences in our brains are just a story. It's your brain's job to tell you stories and anticipate trouble. 
brain loves to find meaning in everything. It loves details, especially when they are about you. It's because we have this left brain interpreter in our brain. (laughs) But we have to remember that thoughts are not reality. However, through thoughts, our realities are created. So the question is, what do you create? How often do you scare yourself by, uh, by buying into fearful thoughts? What creates your stress and anxiety? Do you use your thinking function against yourself? I want you to see your own thoughts on a spectrum. So on one side, we've got believable and on the other side, non-believable. So you can see your thoughts on a spectrum of uh, believability. (laughs) Okay, I've made a a word. (laughs) Never mind. So all of your thoughts are made up, but some of them just seem more believable to you. And it's easy to recognize very unbelievable thoughts and dismiss them. For example, you may have a thought that I'm afraid that asteroid will hit the earth today. But you're going to quickly dismiss it like, nah, I'm going to move on. It's not true. But also you may have a thought like, I'm afraid that my boss wants to fire me. This thought, it sounds more believable. You buy into it. You entertain it. You start looking for reasons why she may have to fire you. You will come up with responses, what to do when it happens. You're going to start thinking about your future how you will uh, bring the subject to your partner, how they will respond, and so on. So remember that brain created this story. (laughs) You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know whether um, your boss will fire you. So it's critical to know that all thoughts are made up. Even, Even the facts, actually, they are also kind of made up. Also, all the socially accepted things, they are also made up. For example, the sentence, this carpet is red. Let's say that all the people in the room agree that this carpet is red. However, if we're going to look at straight facts, the truth is that this carpet is not red. Because, for example, colorblind people may not perceive it as red. Also, the carpet is not red because wavelengths determine color. So all things, they absorb and reflect different wavelengths. And then the human eye and brain translate light into colors. So it's a shortcut when we say that the carpet is red. It is actually not red. (laughs) We just perceive it red. Okay, Um, let's not go into such details. (laughs) I'm just going to tell you what I'm going to do. What I'm going to do right now in the situation when I'm having trouble falling asleep because I believe all of those ridiculous stories my brain is telling me. Well, so first of all, I'm going to recognize that I'm just the observer of my thoughts and I do not have to buy into them. I'm also not going to analyze the content of my thoughts because it's laughable. (laughs) Those thoughts, they do cause a lot of stress for me. And I should recognize that I shouldn't trust them (laughs) because I know that when I have like a fuzzy, warm feeling, that's the fault that I should trust because it's more insightful thought that I want to listen to. So whenever a thought creates more stress, then I know that it's 
it it is not believable thought. <laughs> I also may just say to my brain something like, "No, thank you, brain." I may just have a good laugh, you know. I might use cognitive diffusion to separate myself from my thinking. Uh, for example, I might say like, "I appreciate good story, thank you, brain," but I choose to laugh. <laughs> also, I'm going to tell others. Maybe some social pain will cause my brain to stop coming up with this nonsense. <laughs> I'm going to threaten my brain. I will tell it to stop making all those insane stories or I'm going to embarrass us publicly, which I'm just doing because I'm recording this <laughs> this ridiculous podcast episode. <laughs> okay, but coming back to what this story can teach you, what it teaches all of us. That Well, in my opinion, situations like that, when my thinking is obviously messed up, it shows me that we cannot be closely identified with the content of our thoughts. We need to step back. We need to zoom out because listening to the content of our thinking most of the time doesn't make sense. And uh, now I can see it clearly in the story with my fear of monsters but it also applies to stories like i'm not good enough my business will fail i will never achieve success like x person i'm a very bad drum player or whatever <laughs> i don't play drums so i don't know anyways our fears aren't necessary signs that we are really in danger there is no real threat but it feels real because of our thoughts so real danger uh, i feel real danger that monsters will eat me <laughs> i think about it that's why i feel this fear but my fear doesn't come from the situation it comes from my own thinking so um how you can um how can i explain it to you in maybe other example so let's say that Uh, you're about to meet your date. So you met somebody online and you scheduled a date and now you are full of fear that they will not accept you, that they will that they won't like you, that they will be rude and maybe they will be 10 years older than they said on their profile. So there is no real threat, but you keep adding fuel to the fire by thinking about it and then your fears come from your thoughts because in reality everything might be okay and you're just going to have great fun on your on your date another thing i want you to know is that we are living in a changing state of mind so um it's ever changing state of mind, mind which means that Uh, our content of our thinking is always changing. That's why we cannot identify with just one thought because it may change, <laughs> right? So think about all the thoughts that you that you have. Um, for example, introverts. So people who believe that they are introverts, they sometimes act like extroverts. You may think that you hate your body all the time, but there are moments that you feel indifferent towards it. People who say that they are constantly binge eating and overeating, they sometimes eat just the right amount of food for them. So nobody acts 100% of time in alignment with their beliefs. They just dismiss the evidence 
um, that is in contrary to their current uh, limiting beliefs. So every human being has the power to formulate content of their thinking, but because content is changing all the time, we shouldn't really look at the content so closely. And we have to ask ourselves, like, what is constant? So the constant thing is that the human beings have the ability to generate thought. And that's the miracle. We shouldn't look at like the content of our thinking. So if you struggle with binge eating, remember that big eating disorder monster feeds on your fear. It brainwashes you into thinking that you will be worse off without it. Your brain made up stories that binge eating is pleasurable, that it relaxes you and helps you to cope with work stresses. This fear is irrational, like all other fears that we created in our mind. (laughs) Your fear that you cannot overcome binge eating is an irrational fear, just like my fear of ghosts and monsters (laughs) harming me when I'm sleeping in a big house uh, in the countryside. (laughs) So my question to you is, Do you innocently use your own personal thought system to scare yourself? And maybe it would be a good idea to distance yourself from your thoughts and to do not buy into them. That will be all for today. I really feel so much better telling you all this because... Even conveying this story helps me to see it in a different light. And it's also very comforting because right now I feel like someone is here with me. (laughs) That at least I have like, I'm imagining a friend (laughs) that is here with me. And that's very comforting. (laughs) Anyway, thanks to this podcast episode. Now I see clearly how... I'm innocently using my own personal thought system to scare myself. (laughs) And that's okay. That's just a part of human life. I hope that you enjoyed today's podcast episode, even though it was a little bit strange. (laughs) Anyways, I hope you enjoyed it and see you in the next podcast episode. Bye! If you enjoyed today's podcast episode and you would like to stay in touch with me, make sure to follow Binge Poor Brain on Instagram. And if you are ready to take this material to the next level and apply what you've learned, then go ahead and submit your coaching application for my Binge Poor Brain coaching program. Thank you so much for joining me today and have a great day. Bye!